Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we are vengeance. With me this week is my co-host, Russell. Calm down, vengeance. <laughs> uh, we also have Dave. I'm Batman. We're all Batman. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. Uh, we're conti- <laughs> we're we're starting, not continuing. We're starting, starting Batness. Uh, the March Batness. Um, uh, it's gonna extend past March, but we're gonna keep it up. It's gonna be April Batness and maybe into May. But May Batness. <laughs> May Batness. Um, sounds like a character in uh like a campy western <laughs> howdy y'all my name's may batness yeah um anyway uh this week we're going we're doing the new movie first and then we're going to go back in time and start at the the sort of the beginning mostly the beginning mostly the beginning uh we're going to do the adam west batman movie um 66 66 batman yeah uh, and then we're going to go through the 89 through all the up to what batman Forever is Batman Forever the last one of those? Batman and Robin. Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin is the last yeah, one. Yeah, so we'll do Batman eighty nine, Batman Forever, Batman Returns. or Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Robin, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight uh, rises. rises, Batman versus Superman. Superman, Justice League. Uh, and Russell wants to do the Snyder Cut. I do want to do the Snyder Cut. So I want to at least kind of be able to enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually not seen either Justice League, so I'm I've down. I've seen the uh, this uh, theater theatrical theatrical cut. cut. I apparently I can't think <laughs> the Whedon cut is that what you're trying to call it? Wow, uh, as in we didn't like this movie, yeah. <laughs> but this one, the Batman from last weekend, 2022, PG-13. Two hours and 56 minutes. I did not know this was fucking three hours going into it. Really? Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't... I had seen the trailers, but I was like, uh, I don't know. Pattinson, maybe. And then I got a lot more confidence in Pattinson before this movie came out from some of the other stuff that we've watched. Yeah. Um, and I've, I feel like I've apologized to him on one of our shows at some point, but I'm going to do it again. Robbie. Bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not a fucking stupid sparkly vampire. <laughs> Although that was a poor choice. Um I'll it probably him. made you a lot of money. Uh and I understand. Uh you're way cooler than that. It's all good, bud. Um I don't I don't mean to be contrarian, but I do want to I do, I do actively want to disagree with it being a poor choice that he did Twilight. And because I've seen this a lot, because a lot of people have been like, "Why did he do Twilight if he can fucking act? Why did he do Twilight if he can do this?" No, this, this. said he may, probably made a bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, he probably did make a bunch of money, but also like, I don't know that any of these roles that he's gotten since then he would have gotten had he not had any kind of name attached to. Them. Yeah, I mean, all yeah. those like half of the super popular people now that are younger, like our age or maybe a little older, were all like Disney people. And like yeah. a lot of the ones that are younger than us are Disney were Disney people growing up. So yeah. like I get it. Like yeah. you get you take what you get when you're a young actor. Yeah. You and know? like Twilight was a huge book and like I mean I can't I don't know. I don't I guess I just like 
like I don't like Twilight by any means, and it's just fan fiction. Like it's well, that's all it is. Is it's it's like a fanfic of yeah, Anne Rice. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, Anne Rice was already pretty filthy. Like it didn't need a fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Um, but I just I don't know. I I've over the course of watching the lighthouse and inception yeah and uh well i didn't watch inception inception uh tenant tenant yeah i mean even we just did uh uh the lost city of zed yeah Yeah. Uh, and he was great in that even though he was like a background character i really liked him so um yeah robert pattinson he's really great he's really great in this movie uh i don't want to go over everything in the movie uh, but it's basically a year three Batman. Uh, he's been Batman in Gotham for a while. You don't get like the origin. It's brought up, but it's kind of like we talked about with Homecoming, where it's mentioned in passing, but it's not gone through as it's been gone through ad nauseum yeah. for the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to watch, you know, uh, Thomas and Martha get shot again and the pearls fall on the ground again and yeah even um, though we're going to watch that for the next 10 weeks uh yeah we are <laughs> yes we are uh so we got we got our reprieve before it even started yay i don't think but, he does it in the 66 batman no probably not um but so like you know it's uh, he's a uh, mildly experienced but not all the way there batman um he hasn't completely grown up as bruce wayne yet uh, and he ends up being pitted against uh Paul Dano's um Riddler, which they I feel like they borrowed quite a bit from Hush. Um, yeah, there's a couple of other storylines that were like seated, like kind of like sprinkled on here. Yeah, yeah. Which as much as I have railed against uh them, so like this, I find I will defend this movie for the next twenty years the same way I probably defend Blade Runner. Mm. Um. Not to interrupt your synopsis, sorry, but like <laughs> the the way they incorporated the comic book stories into this, and like they did, like the Riddler is basically kind of like it's all pulled a lot from like the Hush, and Hush yeah. is a villain. Yeah. But like I actually really liked the way that he did this, yeah, and incorporated yeah. these other stories with it feeling super fucking original, but still also like seeing the influence from these stories right. in the comics, yeah. I feel like this is like the homage done right, you know, because like a yes. lot of other times we see like, okay, they took this piece of this story, but they took the piece that didn't matter and changed everything that did matter, where this like took the stuff that mattered and put a face on it. Yes. Right? Like, so it's, it's, it, they, he did it, they did it well. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, so he's up against Paul Dano, uh, and, also, uh, Penguin and Carmine Falcone. Uh, oh, fuck. And fucking John Turturro Dude. as Carmine. <laughs> Dude, he killed it. Dude. Like, Dude. what? I, I saw him come in as, as Carmine, and I was like, okay. And then, like, he was so... F- like, everyone in this movie is fucking creepy. All right? Yeah, like, all everyone. the bad guys are creepy as fuck. Like, it's weird when Penguin is the least creepy villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you discover who plays Penguin, and yeah. it's super fucking it's creepy. fucking Colin yeah. Farrell. 
looks nothing like him. No, it doesn't. Um, but uh, so like, it, very, very noir feeling. Lots of detective shit going on. Yeah, uh, it's not just an action movie. Uh, it's. I saw a lot of people talking about like uh, taking elements of like seven. Yeah, and um. What was the other one? It's gonna take all my trivia questions. Oh, sorry. Bud. <laughs> no, it's all uh, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, other other like super gritty, like uh, almost horror thriller detective yeah. movies like yep. that. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. <laughs> sorry, dude. That's all right. So, so this is uh, Matt Reeves clearly loved David Fincher growing up. Yes, like it, it's it's very obvious in this yeah. movie. And like I I I love Fincher's directorial sure. style, but I also love how Matt Reeves was able to homage Fincher's style without ripping it off. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not seven, it's not just seven, no, it's but it, it's got like some of that like dark feel to it. Yeah, um, and also like kind of the color palette. There's a little bit more blue and stuff in this, but like kind of like just like the dark grittiness in just like the cinematography even like Dude, daytime the fucking lighting in this is, movie yeah the dark shots that you can still see everyone in yes Ugh, yeah goddamn, i can't dude. like dude. i want to uh, watch this movie a hundred times on hbo max when yeah, it comes out i know me too yeah 16th or something gonna try and wait until after the synopsis but i can't i fucking love this movie yeah i'm a big batman guy anyways oh yeah and Dear God, like, ugh. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Like, okay, so there there were problems. There were problems with the movie, but, like, we'll get to that. Um, and it's not going to hurt it very much in my rating, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, this... You know, they, they go through all this stuff, uh, you know, the, like political intrigue, bringing it back around on, the, uh, on Thomas and Martha. Um... But not in the like. How do you know that name? Um, you know, Andy Circus is Alfred. He's not in it enough. That's one of the problems that I have with the movie. I um, agree. I, when I saw him, I didn't realize he was Andy. He was Andy Circus was Alfred, and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, this is great. Um, yeah, that's a great that that's such a great fucking cast. Like all all the Alfreds, all the Alfreds have been great history, casting. They all fit. Yeah, their style of Batman. Yeah. Yes, like even when your Batman isn't good, uh, well, <laughs> your that, that Alfred, Alfred was the, the same Alfred from eighty nine through to, uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, I think ninety six. Yeah. yeah, and then there's Michael Caine. Yeah, uh, Michael, Michael Caine as Alfred. Fantastic. Oh man, uh, fucking. Uh, uh, I almost said Gary Oldman, but that's all right. Uh. Michael Ironside. Yeah, Ironside. Ironside's a great Alfred. No, that's not Michael Ironside. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Jer I always we fucking, do that. I fucking flip them around all the time. I just watched Starship Troopers. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it was on Sunday that I watched that because we went and watched Batman on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeremy Irons was a great Alfred. Oh, the everyone in those didn't get enough of a chance. They should have had a solo movie. But anyway, yeah. Uh, did, dude, like uh, Zoe Kravitz. Did a great Zoe job. Kravitz was great as Catwoman. There's like a best Catwoman. Yeah. Um, hey, even Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Zoe Kravitz, best Catwoman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was just trying to make a funny thing. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's you too campy been, like, in a movie that wasn't Halle Berry? to be campy. Yeah. Halle Berry, yeah. Sorry, let me, let me take, it. take it again. Halle Berry? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Rude. <laughs> so was that movie <laughs> just yeah. being made? Yeah, that was unfortunate. Are we doing that one, and I love Holly Berry. No, okay, no. Yeah, we're not. I'm not watching a, Catwoman. Not doing that movie. And B, no, no, um, no. You know, I'm not gonna tell you how it ends because it's literally like four days after the movie came out. So, like, you guys go watch it. Uh, it's it's great. Um, it is long. It is three hours long. It does make, feel three hours. It does but... kind of feel three hours, but I feel like that's just because like that a lot happens in this movie. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it's overstuffed. Um, there is one thing that could have just been completely left out, uh, but I feel like it wouldn't have like actually made it more than like a minute shorter. Um, but uh, they could have added another two minutes uh, or five minutes of fucking Alfred stuff, and I wouldn't have cared other than I would have pissed my pants. Um, I came close. What's the minute you had to cut? I'm gonna cut the love story between uh, Catwoman and Bruce and Batman. Uh, it the the whole scene where they kiss for the first time was completely like there was no chemistry there in that way uh there was the the lines were fucking uh dull uh the 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 dialogue just didn't sell it the chemistry didn't sell it um you didn't need it uh Zoe Kravitz has actually said that she was trying to play the character as bi um which Totally makes sense. It made way more sense for her to be in love with her uh, roommate friend that went missing. Yeah. Uh, and it made no sense to me for her to come on to Batman, uh, especially at the point that she did. Um, maybe later in the movie, but um, it made zero sense at the time. You know what? I could kind of agree with that. I kind of saw past it, though, but... Yeah, I'm I, I'm seeing past it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm looking for things to bitch about at this yeah, point. Yeah. In a movie in which we're looking th- for things to bitch about because there's <laughs> relatively almost none. Yeah, this is the thing that I will rail I, against. I will agree with you because I f- it, it, in the entire movie, the only thing I felt like it, it, there are two things that relied upon you already knowing. Yeah, how Batman became Batman, right? And that Catwoman and Batman do have a love story. Yeah, and because it, it doesn't. It, it it doesn't dive into it enough, and I would have watched. You're saying you know take a minute off. I'm saying add twenty minutes. Well, the re- like the reason that I'm saying to take take a minute off instead of to like actually go into the love story, yeah, is because I didn't I didn't think it needed it or made sense, right? So like the minute that they gave it was out of nowhere seemingly and superfluous. So if they just took it off. If it just didn't happen, the rest of the movie would have been fine, right? Yeah, it, it it's the it's kind of the fluff, and I think a better direction with the love story instead of taking a minute away or even adding twenty minutes would have been to not have them kiss, like have this build. Like Matt Reeves didn't know if he was doing a sequel. Yeah, have it so build like, through it, to the next movie, but have it build and have it be like like Catwoman at the end of this movie could have been like the one that got away. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, without ever explicitly, like, talking about their feelings or anything like which that. Which, if they had just taken that minute off, like, if they had taken that conversation and that kiss out, that's yeah, how it, the movie that's, plays that's out. That's how it would have played out. Yeah. That's how the movie plays out anyway. So, yeah. like... I don't know why it, it, it just that that first minute of of like her having like clunky dialogue with him about like him being mysterious and what's under that mask and like it didn't fit the flow of the dialogue before it or after it the kiss didn't make any sense them getting together at that point didn't make any sense just like that part just needed to be gone fair that's fair yeah yeah I can agree with that but I also would have accepted 20 more minutes in this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, 30 yeah. more minutes, 10 more minutes of Alfred, 20 more minutes for the love story. And then an intermission so I could pee. Yeah. Just because I hate how people are bitching about it being three hours. Like, fuck off. It, please, oh, you know, I don't know. Just tell me beforehand, I guess. Because, like, I, I mean, I, I knew, but as you, we were, you well, did we as we were pulling in. in. But, like, I had already had, like, some drinks before that. Not, like, alcohol, but, like, I just, like, drank some, like, coffee and water and stuff before we left. Yeah. And it was, like, it was going to be time to pee in, like, three hours. So I would have just, like, not drank anything that morning <laughs> until after we watched the movie. Yeah, and I get that. I just, I just like, I, I don't know. like. Art is art, and like as much as people relegance or have relled in the past, not so much now, I guess, as cinema being a form of art, like it is, and like this movie is super artistic, mm -hmm. and like sh shut the fuck up about it being three hours, like yeah, I, I don't get that. I mean, like I understand like people don't want to sit still for that long, or like don't want to not smoke for that long, or whatever, but like then don't go watch it. I'm sorry. It's not if it's if it's too long for you, it's too long for you. It's like music. If it's too loud, you're too old. Too old. Get the fuck yeah. out. Now, now I would also say I do think that we need to bring back uh, intermissions. Um, yeah, sure. Fif just fifteen minute intermissions for things over three hours. Like I didn't think this movie needed an intermission. Um, I would yeah. have appreciated them telling me that the stinger was worthless. Yeah. Or not have one. I tried. To, we went and seen it too soon. I tried to find something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the don't stay afterwards. Stinger doesn't mean anything. It's basically I mean, it's like, neat, is there going to be a sequel? It's I don't know. neat, but like it's not worth staying. No. Yeah. I would have been much more amused had in the, in the font, the typing Riddler font thing, had it said, why did you stay for this? Yeah. <laughs> Just a riddle about. You being dumb, yeah, and staying. Sparrow, although like gun. me and fucking Russell wouldn't have got it. So, yeah, that's a reference from the last show. <laughs> yeah, the last show. <laughs> Earlier this week, <clears throat> I I can't state enough how much I fucking love this movie. Yeah, like so, Batman's got kind of like a very special place in my heart. Anyways, mm -hmm. I've always loved Batman. Like I may have not read like all the comics of Batman and stuff, but he has sure. a very special place in my heart. Um, I really love that it was like more detective Batman. Yes, the noir part, like we mentioned, mm -hmm. so good. I love that. I loved the serial killer, Dahmer. Type vibes, Riddler game off. Yeah, yeah. Very Zodiac. Very Zodiac, yeah. I love that. And like him just like, you know, 
killing off all the like politicians that are in there. Yeah. And crooked the- politicians and crooked cops. Yeah. Yeah. It just Yeah, I I like that the movie doesn't make you pick a side. So this is uh, th- this was weird to me and also I guess I don't know, maybe telling. Um but it it's very much like you could side with the Riddler in this movie. Yeah. Other than just like murdering people. Other than murdering but, people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you could side with the Riddler. Some of it. I'm not saying Somewhat. I'm not saying you should go out and murder people. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but like the Riddler has a point to yes. be made. Yes. So in his mind, what he's doing is justified. Yeah. Totally. And those are the best those are the best killers in movies. Mm-hmm. Like yep. the ones that, you know, like I I mean could could be right. Like uh and then you also have the side of justice and you know Batman coming in and being like, Well, I mean, the thing you're doing is wrong because you're murdering people. Yeah. And he's not like shooting propane tanks on people's backs, making people explode. So like you believe this Batman when he's like, You probably shouldn't be murdering people, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's only a couple a couple spots where I was like, mm, those guys are probably dead. Um Yeah. But he didn't do it. They did it. Yeah. So I really like this might this might be part of Shane's complaint. Uh, I did think it was weird that he was getting shot a whole bunch and not even reacting a little bit. I mean, he's always wearing Kevlar, but like, oh yeah, he gets shot a lot. At one point, he gets shot with a shotgun. Like that's breaking some ribs. Like, oh, well, he well, reacted to that one. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and I don't think we know that he what he's wearing. Like, no, they don't. They don't like, I liked that too. They don't explain like his suit. Yeah, because like it's over explained in, in like every fucking movie. Yeah, and like we don't need that. We accept that Batman is Batman, and he gets shot and doesn't die. Yeah. I mean like, that's true. Yeah, it's not really a complaint. It was just yeah. kind of like an observation. No, so the the scene, the particular scene that I'm talking about, where like some guys probably die, uh, is at the end when towards the end they're in Falcone's like. Uh, like private VIP area, yeah, and it's like dark, and a bunch of guys have like submachine guns, and they're just like shooting, and there's like six guys, and they're in two rows on both sides of the fucking room or the yeah. hallway, and he's fighting all of them, and they're shooting him, and just like shooting randomly, yeah, as they're getting their asses kicked, like they shot each other, right? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so that was. <laughs> Not technically Batman. Yeah, you didn't technically do that. But, but. You, you don't see it happen. But it's like, bro, they shot each other a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there's no way those guys didn't shoot each other. Yeah, I, I think that that's definitely a possibility. But that's probably the only. That was the only time where I was like, oh shit, he, this this Batman might have actually killed somebody, sort of. Yeah, because like, but in the other movies, and we'll talk about this when we get to him. Uh, I feel like every Batman. Other than maybe 66 Batman, like blatantly fucking kills people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, I was... I, that is something I want to see pay, pay attention to because I feel like he did a really good job in this one. Yeah. And like, I like that. I like how grounded the combat is. Yes. Now we got that in the Nolan movies and we got explanation for why. Yeah. Why Batman is, what is, is such a badass. But yeah. like, I liked. And we did get a little explanation in this one because Alfred, this Alfred, we know used to be a badass. Right. Because he talks about training Bruce. He right. was like, I didn't know what else to do other than to train. Yeah. You. He was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be your dad, but I could train you how to fight, you know? Yeah. 
Which uh, is, so, I, not necessarily a problem. Something I thought was interesting, and you have to remember, we're so used to getting, like, already older, grittier, like, you know, set in his ways Batman. Like, he's, uh, Bruce is kind of a dick to Alfred. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind I, of a dick. He's I, just really, really broody, even when he's not Batman. So the, yeah, I I know this is a complaint that a lot of people have had, and like everything that I've read about the movie. Yeah, and I'm not saying, and I'm I know not you're not because we've already had this discussion. Yeah, but I want to ha- I want to say this on the show because like this is a young Bruce. Okay, like Bruce is still, uh, he's still reeling from his parents' death. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't like say it's not like about his parents' death, but it it that's his attitude, right? His attitude is vengeance. I'm going to kill or not kill, but I'm going to stop all the crime in Gotham because it destroyed my family. Yeah. And that's all that matters, even if it kills me. Right. So that's like very early Batman. Yeah. Right. But he's like that eighty five percent of this movie. Yeah. Okay. And I know people didn't there were people that didn't like that. But I loved that because it's a side of Bruce that we haven't seen enough of in everything else. Like, even stuff where it's like, yeah, this is his origin, and then, oh, we'll skip some time, and now he's just like, you know, normal Bruce Wayne, billionaire, sexy philanthropist, uh, you know. Deep in the Bruce. Like, he's he's deep in the persona. Yeah, he's ignoring all of the Bruce stuff in this movie because he hasn't he hasn't got he hasn't to the gone point. there yet. Yeah. yeah, he's not there yet. He hasn't gone through the facade of maintaining appearances and becoming like right. the Bruce that Gotham needs as Bruce. He, he's not well adjusted or or maladjusted. He's just he's still a a like a open wound at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that that's great, and I think that that's beautiful, and I think Robert Pattinson did a really great job oh, portraying God, yes. that. I, I think like I did. keep seeing everyone being like, "No, he's terrible, Bruce Wayne. He's terrible, no. Bruce Wayne. Batman was good, terrible, Bruce Wayne." I disagree no. wholeheartedly. The only scene I had a problem with, which should have been like probably one of the most impactful scenes in the movie, but it was an acting issue, and I don't necessarily know that Pattinson is even to blame for it. And I need to watch the scene again. So, like, when the movie comes out, I'm going to watch it again. And uh, But when Alfred is in the hospital and Bruce is talking to Alfred, um, I think the issue is uh, Circus's acting was so fucking superb in the hospital bed mm-hmm. that, like, Pattinson was going to have trouble. Because you have, like, a very veteran actor that is like widespread it can do literally fucking anything yeah like andy circus can like he anything you put him in he is going to be fucking phenomenal yeah like he is just a top tier number one guy and as and, and i'll praise pattinson for not being you know edward for not being <laughs> twilight you know yeah, sure. that's not <laughs> all he is but he is still a younger actor and I think Circus turned it up so hard in this scene that it was going to be difficult for Pattinson to keep up with because, like, it, Pattinson's, like, lines in the scene where he's talking to Alfred are, like, kind of weird and stilted. But I also need to rewatch it to see if that was intentional and if that was the way it was supposed to feel because he's, like... Because my justification for that scene in my head right now is, well, these are feelings he hasn't had to deal with. 
Like this is all this is like yeah. you know, this is where he's like discovering that oh, being Batman or being Bruce Wayne is gonna put people I love in danger. And I don't know so so that's my current justification for how that scene plays out. But I do need to re- rewatch it again. So like I don't even want to no, like No, that's exactly why that scene is the way it is. I mean like the way it's acted. Yeah. I mean I didn't have I thought that it was really the whole thing was brilliant as far as that the both sides of that. Yeah. Um because I mean it kind of specifically says that, but it's also like him figuring out that he cares because like he figures out on the way back trying to get there in time that he cares that much about Alfred. So when he's calling Alfred, I almost fucking cried. Yes. Because I thought they were going to kill him. Yeah. I, Same. I was like, no, like, yeah. no. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking do that. Um, so did I. Um, so like, you know, he figures it out and then he's like trying to tamp back down the fear in the beginning of the scene. And then he lets go of it and shares that that's what he's going through. Uh, yeah. and like, cause he, he starts off being a dick again, like as soon as Alfred wakes up, <laughs> he's like, you fucking cocksucker. Um, but like it, it turns around and he explains what's going on with him and like, and you know, I, yeah. I, I think that that scene is, is exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I think it's watching just it. very complex as far as like who's feeling what and where it's going. Cause it kind of does like turn right in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're not if you don't get like what Bruce is going through at that time, you're gonna be confused as to why that turn happens. Yeah. So and and when we watch movies, I don't I love going to the theater because I love the experience. Yeah. But I don't I don't get the same intimate connection with the movie like as I do watching it at home. Sure. It's like different. Like it's loud. I get sensory overload sometimes. Um. So that's also why I want to watch it again as soon as it fucking comes out. Yeah. Because, like, I loved this movie, and I loved this movie so much. I want to make sure I still love this movie, and then I just wasn't, you know, like, like I was engaged, obviously, but... Yeah, yeah but you weren't just, like, you know... I want to make sure I wasn't fanboying over the movie I've been waiting for forever, because that's the other thing, too, right? Like, so, like, two years ago, we did a thing where we talked about this movie when it first... uh when they first when they first up, announced yeah. it, and we like talked about it a little bit, and I was like, I want a detective movie, like I want Detective Comics Batman in a fucking movie, like give me that, please. I've seen every because Batman's such a complex character, you and you can do literally any genre. So with him. He's been written very several different ways, yeah, yeah. And so, like that was what I wanted. So, uh, seeing the trailers, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna get half of what I wanted." Because the trailers didn't make it seem as noir as it is. <laughs> and then when it started, literally and, starts with a fucking narration, and which is something that I've, I've I've shit on a lot for a lot of movies, right? Because I want a reason yeah. for there being narration. So at first, I was my very first feeling was, "Oh fuck, this is gonna be noir as shit." I'm getting exactly what I wanted, and then I was like, "You." why is he talking though and then mm-hmm. like pretty much immediately after i asked myself that question he's journaling what he was saying and i was like yes yes because early batman kept a fucking journal that is a thing yep. that is a yep. thing from the comics and the voiceovers were fucking beautiful i got a reason for the voiceovers like it oh my god i love this movie yeah dude me too i have a couple of things i want to highlight yeah 
Go for it, bro. Um, I really liked it. This is a spoiler, but if you're listening to this, hopefully you've already seen the movie. Yeah, spoilers though. Not so that at the towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. before the <laughs> end of the movie, when uh, Batman is talking to Riddler mm-hmm. in Arkham. Oh yeah, and he's talking about Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne. In the that whole first part of that scene, you're like, oh shit, he figured out yeah. who it is. Yeah. And then he switches to like, like you understand, you helped me get to Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, and yeah. you can see, you can kind of see. It's the one that got away. And yeah. Shit, yeah. And you kind of see the subtle acting of, of uh, Pattinson where yeah. he's like. Because his eye act is all just his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He and see he's him. like the relief. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's oh all, the the acting of Pattinson in that scene was fucking beautiful. Yeah, I love that, and also want to highlight at first when they did like a glimpse of the Batmobile, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, and then it happened. I'm like, nope, fucking into this Batmobile. Yep, yep, that Batmobile <laughs> was fucking tits. As uh, as Mike, my buddy, and I went and saw it together. Mike was like, we we're talking about. It, he's like, yeah, dude, like fucking. Mad Max with a fucking cannon in the back of the truck, like out the yeah. fucking back. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. On that note, another thing I've seen people bitch about is the the them ripping off Joker and Batman's relationship to give it to Riddler. Huh? Yeah. I don't, Christopher I don't. Nolan ripped off the Riddler and Batman's relationship to give the Joker in the Dark Knight that connection between the Joker and Batman. Now this is a now he does in the comics he does have this connection with both like yeah. the Riddler and the Joker at different points are both like you complete me Batman yeah. you're my other half right this, like the Riddler and the Joker are 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 very like close in nature for yeah. their characterizations yes. like they're both criminally fucking insane yeah. and codependent on batman yeah but so this isn't this wasn't a ripoff like this actually was like this is part of riddler's persona as far as like that's why he's always giving batman riddles that's why he always like he feels like batman is his counterpart yeah and so, so like the the difference being the difference being which is it is still similar, but it's still it's different because they have basically the same the same relationship. But Riddler looks at Batman as a intellectual equal. Yeah, that he can he's the only person that can can challenge him. Yeah, so he that's why he does the things that he does to antagonize Batman. Right. Um, I mean, he he has other reasons for doing the stuff, but the reason that he like does it and like attract, like purposefully attracts Batman to it, is because he thinks he's an intellectual equal and that they can have a battle of wits. Yeah, Joker just wants to have a laugh, and he thinks it's funny to fuck with Batman. Yeah. Like, and he's, it's the most fun to fuck with the guy who will never laugh. Yeah. Like, that's the whole Joker Batman dynamic. Like, right. yeah. 
<clears throat> and that's why, like, when in 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 some of the comics and in like some of the other media, like in uh, we just watched an episode of uh, the animated series where this happened, where like when Batman makes a joke or like laughs at something, like it fucks with Joker. Yeah, like like that that's their their dynamic so it is like they are both both of the characters do like purposefully butt heads with batman and have like this weird relelationship with him but it's not exactly the same and no, it was in not, no it, way no. ripped off because that's how it is with both characters yeah so that 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 is a perfect way to explain yeah uh the situation so like i just don't like, I feel like people are, I feel like what's happening is people didn't want Robert Pattinson to play Batman. They went and watched it, and they still didn't want Robert Pattinson to play Batman. They so didn't want to admit how fucking good he did. Yeah. So they make up, they kind of like, oh, exaggerate some of the weaker parts of the movie. Yeah. Or just flat out make stuff up. Make shit up. Yep. yep. Or people basing their canons on like movie canons and stuff and like that don't matter because this is a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, there's no canons. Just like, I just... Shut the fuck up, Dave. <laughs> Sorry. I will not shut the fuck up. You know what there are canons in? What? Our flag means death and everyone should watch it. Agreed. <laughs> Random, uh... but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Also so agree, far. I guess. <laughs> but oh no, not random. The chief of police in Batman is in Our Flag Means Death. Ah, connection. Connections made. Is he? Yeah. Six degrees of Our Flag He's Means Blackbeard's death. first mate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Hands. Hands. Yeah. Can we quickly talk about Our Flag Means Death? I love. <laughs> That Fred Armisen just shows up playing Fred Armisen. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Oh my God. Um so Paul Dano playing the Riddler. Yes. Fan fucking tastic. Yeah, yeah, dude. He looks like there's that scene like when he's in the uh dining not to cut you off, sorry. When he's in the cafeteria, he looks like fucking Dahmer. <laughs> like he's got oh, that yeah. like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, he I I loved his performance. I like I thought he did a great job. Um I'd previously seen Dano in a show uh I think it was on Showtime. It was either Showtime or Stars. Might have been HBO. I don't remember. But it's called Escape from Danamora and it's based on a true story and he's like a prison mate and he plays with Benicio del Toro. And Paul Dano also did an amazing job in that show. Like hmm. That it it it's also it's also got a Patricia Arquette in it. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's just it's a great show. I would recommend it uh, if anyone has hmm. time. It's I think it's like six or seven episodes, uh, short little seven mini series. episodes, and it is on Showtime. Huh. Yeah, great. It's 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 really good. Um. It it there is a little fluff uh from what they they changed from the true the true story or whatever but it it's uh, from what I looked up afterwards it's really close to like a telling of the of the true story so really? um yeah I want I want to suggest that um it's just it's just a great little series if you're just looking for something small to get into real quick um it, it's kind of dark it's fairly serious it's, it's a little funny it's got some funny stuff to it but um okay. Hmm. It's uh basically two dudes trying to escape prison. 
That sounds, I mean, I'm down. That sounds cool. I like yeah. prison escape stuff. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so, so I was like ready for him. So that, that show, like, I, I, I don't know that I've seen too much else that he's been in, but that show, like really, I, I like Paul Dano. Um, because of that show, so I was really excited to see his portrayal of of Riddler. Yeah. And I knew we weren't gonna get like some weird, like campy version, like Jim Carrey <laughs> <Yeah. and> version <laughs> of the Riddler. And I knew we also weren't gonna get quite a comic book version of the Riddler. Um yeah, right. But so I was prepared and I was pleasantly happy. Dude, I was I don't know. I, I didn't have a lot of like expectations like going into the movie. Not that I had low expectations, but I was just like I had watched the trailer and I was like, this looks cool. But I know DC has just been fucking up so hard other than like the last Joker movie. Yeah. And some of the in the like the last Suicide Squad Peacemaker, but that has nothing to do with this. No. Um so I was like so fucking pleasantly surprised by this movie. I I I, don't know. I mean it's it's fantastic. I had high expectations, and it still exceeded, exceeded my expectations yes. because my expect my high expectations were limited because of DC. Previous but words, I was hopeful yeah. because of the Joker because I I I fucking love that movie. Like I don't like some people don't like it. Some people love it. Like it's it's divisive. I have not seen it. You need to watch that, but I know. It's good. Me of all people need to watch I it. I feel like we could probably put that in this Batman series that yeah, we're I mean, about to do. It would be the do. last thing before this. I, I would I'd do that. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, he's not in it, but... I would love to watch it. So I also, I also think they could tie them together, though. Something I would like to see happen. Yeah, just like that's something that happened in the past. Yeah, so when you watch the Joker, you get this kind of like he you sort of see him become this kind of like icon. And so the thought is that they could carry on the mantle of the Joker across different different people playing the Joker. Yeah. Throughout like the years until Batman surges right. cuz the Joker takes place I think in the it's, 80s. Yeah. Late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, late seventies, like early eighties. Right. Okay. Um. So, like, that is something I would like to see them do. I, I also, I mean, fuck it. Like, just bring Joaquin Phoenix back. Like, when you watch this movie, like, I really enjoyed Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I've heard that. Like, I, there wasn't a reason I haven't watched it. I just haven't. Yeah. So I'm excited now. We're, I'm glad we're gonna put it on the thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, uh, are we gonna swing on down to the corner? I think we should brood on down to the corner. Are we gonna take a flight suit down to the corner and hit a bridge? Hit a bridge. You ready? <laughs> you ready? To, you ready to take a flight suit down and hit a bridge? I loved that. Yeah. I. It was like the perfect, like joke, not joke, realistic. Th- I it's just it was I mean, it, it, it works still reinforces yeah. that he's young Batman. Yeah, yeah. that's what I t- even with the the car the Batmobile had trouble starting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So like that like Mike and I talked about it too. It's like he's a newer Batman. Yeah, his stuff's kind of not working right. Yeah. Are we ready for the trivia corner? Yeah, we're ready. All right, we go into this deep dark corner. A lot of shadows. Yep. We don't know what could be in those shadows. 
Batman's in the shadows. It's well, Batman's that, always in the shadows. Lots of bats. Yeah. Lots of bats. Because this is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner! Where the point of this corner is for you to say, Ooh, that's neat. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> ah, bats! Oh, I thought we'd switch to talking about deliverance. <laughs> or pigs. No, that's uh, like... <laughs> Shane's working on his death metal album. It's terrifying. <laughs> Alright, I got some trivia. Uh, Robert Pattinson's audition slash screen test took place while he was in rehearsals for shooting Tenet in Los Angeles in May 2019. Pattinson had to lie to Christopher Nolan about it, but Nolan, <laughs> who was no stranger to Batman and Warner Brothers, immediately figured it out. Pattinson... This is from Pattinson. It's funny because Chris Nolan is so secretive about everything to do with his movies. And then I had to be really secretive about Batman stuff. So I had to lie to Chris about having to go for a screen test. I said I had a family emergency. (laughs) And as soon as I said it's a family emergency, he said, you're doing the Batman audition, aren't you? <laughs> when Pattinson was told that he won the role of Batman a day before principal photography for Tenet began, he was surprised that no one also knew and congratulated him, although Pattinson hadn't told anybody about it yet. <laughs> it was like, hey, we know you did this movie before. We're just letting you know what's up. It's like, okay, cool. I do love the, like, you're auditioning for Batman, aren't you? Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, Robert My grandma Pat- died. <laughs> You're auditioning for Batman, are you? No, she no, really she's died. Dead. <laughs> uh, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne is inspired by Kurt Cobain. Writer slash director Matt Reeves was listening to Nirvana when he wrote the first act. That's when it came to me that rather than make Bruce Wayne the Playboy version we've seen before, there's another version who had gone through a great tragedy and became a recluse. Kurt Cobain had a relationship with fame. While being famous was not his goal. He loved music, but the idea of being famous for music was a double-edged sword for him. And that made me think of Robert Pattinson, actually, because Rob is a very private person himself and doesn't necessarily like the part of being recognized where everywhere as an actor. Everything surrounding this movie is deep as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, this is the first version of Batman to directly address the black eye makeup under the cowl. In previous mm. versions on previous ver- yeah, in previous versions on film, Jesus Dave, the makeup just disappeared when Bruce took the mask off. Yeah. Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves, God, this is worded where Matt Reeves said this, colon. I just love the idea of taking off the mask. It under that there's the sweaty and dripping and the whole theatricality of becoming this character. Yeah. Yeah, I did enjoy how sweaty he was all the time. He was really sweaty. <laughs> I related to that, because I am also always sweaty. <laughs> but I'm not Justice. Uh, he Col- wasn't Justice or the Knight yet. He, was, he was just vengeance. Uh, just calm down. <laughs> Colin Farrell stated that he went to Starbucks to try out his prosthetics and makeup for the Penguins. <laughs> For the first time, nobody recognized him despite giving a couple of stares from people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that guy walks in and I'll be like, The fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> What's the penguin doing here? Uh, Matt- he looks like the penguin. Guys. <laughs> He's a penguin. Matt Reeves stated that his version of the Riddler was partially inspired by the infamous serial killer Zodiac, 
who operated in California in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Reeves stated that Colin Farrell's Penguin takes inspiration from the character Fredo from The Godfather. And yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was perfect. In Wayne Manor, there's a pedestal with a William Shakespeare bust on it. This is a reference to the original Batman 1966 series. Yes. Where a familiar Shakespeare bust was used as a device to trigger the opening of the Batcave. Also, so Wayne Manor is gothic as fuck, and I loved it. Uh, yes. I also loved it. Uh, I got a few more. Okay. Uh, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson received the same advice from the predecessors of their respective roles, Michelle Pfeiffer and Christian Bale, respectively. Make sure you can go to the bathroom while in costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every every fucking superhero like actor. They're like, did you get a zipper? No. Did you? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a zipper, but like, I could pee in it. <laughs> get a Damn. zipper. I'm gonna have to get me one of those. Uh, Matt Reeves about the Batmobile. I like the idea of the car itself as a horror figure. Making an animalistic appearance to really scare the hell out of people Batman's pursuing. There's yes. absolutely a horror genre aspect to this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very much so. Yeah. That was uh <clears throat> that was one of my favorite things about the movie is how which like you got it a little bit in the Nolan series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this really heightens the the fear of Batman. Like in the beginning, yeah. I mean, in the first like 10, 10 minutes, it's like yeah. that's what the whole first ten minutes is about. Like me, he's like I'm striking fear into them. They think I'm in every shadow and shit like that. Like it's yeah. very important to the movie. Yeah, and I, I I loved how this movie executed that idea. Yes, like Nolan's does a good job, but it kind of just tells you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like this one, like fucking shows you. I totally agree, and I have two more. Right. Okay. Uh, Matt Reeves cites the Batman comics, Batman Ego, Batman Year One, and Batman The Long Halloween as influences on the film. Yeah, so, like, this started, like, I didn't know anything about the plot other than, like, that Riddler was in it, and, like, it starts on Halloween, and I was just like, oh, fuck, did they just fucking drop the long Halloween in this movie? Oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to read that one. I don't, I've not read that. It's, it's not great. it's not the long Halloween like this movie is it but yeah. like just like even like starting it on Halloween and just being like hey guys long Halloween bud right in there just like oh my god <laughs> oh I my got god. I got one more Matt Reeves describes this version of Batman as a mix between detective story action movie and psychological thriller yes all of all of that yep Totally agree with all of that. Yes. Yes. That's all I have for the corner. I don't know how many trivia pieces you read, and I didn't say it a single time, but you get an ooh neat for every piece of trivia that you every just one read. Much. Every ooh. single one. Hell yeah. That's the most ooh neats I've gotten. <laughs> uh that's all for the corner. Cause this has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Ooh. Neat. <laughs> Perfect. Are you guys ready to rate this? Oh, I rate it. Yeah. You rate it? Okay. Um, so I'm going to give this movie, I'm going to give it 
a 9.25. Ooh, okay. Um, there's a lot of little little things in this movie. Like, you brought up the long Halloween thing during trivia. Um, as well as year one, which it's like year three, but like similar ideas. Like, he's still not like all the way there as far as being Batman. Um, but there's like a lot of little things and there's like one, there's one, there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about in particular that, um, really like push this movie like over the edge for me. Um, one of which is like how Gotham looks, uh, because we've gotten like the, the Burton, like over the top, uh, like weird goth kind of neon goth. Yeah. Uh, neon goth is a good word for it. Uh, Gotham and we've gotten like the straight up like Chicago Gotham in the Nolan stuff um and just like big city in the 66 stuff uh but like Gotham in the Batman is like so fucking dirty and gross yeah it's yeah. it's a city that is dying. It's it's like two inches away from the new fucking Black Plague starting in, in yeah. the city, okay? And, like, it is on the verge of collapse. And, like, that is, like, everything about, like, how Gotham is. Like, that's the point, right? He's here to try and clean up this cancer. Um, and I think that's really... It's an important thing. Like, Gotham itself is a character in this movie. It's a character in the other movies, too, but, like, it's very important in this one. And I think that, like, pushed this movie, like, a step ahead of some of the other ones. Um, And then there was another thing that happens in this movie, and it's kind of like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing, but it is very important, too. And it's kind of, like, talked about throughout the whole movie, but, like, you never see it until this point um, that it it could be a problem. through the whole movie, they're talking about how like uh, Bruce never sleeps, um, and he doesn't. You know, he's he's worn out, and he's just doing everything he can, but he can't. He's not quite there. He can't quite do it, uh, and he's he's kind of grasping at straws as to like, you know, he's using tech, he's using all this stuff, yeah. um, and at the end of the movie, spoilers again. Uh, at the end of the movie. He, I don't know why I looked. The cameras aren't. We don't have cameras. <laughs> I right looked too when you said it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, uh, at the end of the movie, he gets kind of like knocked, knocked out pretty bad, and uh, Catwoman <laughs> comes over to him and is trying to help him, and she gets yanked off him by one last guy. Yeah, uh, and you see him try to get up, and he can't get up. So he takes something out of his belt and he stabs himself in the leg with it. And it also like a little detail about it that he has to like open a cap on his suit. Like uh-huh. his suit is like hermetically fucking sealed. Yeah. Like yeah. a further talking about like the bulletproofness of it earlier. Um, so he has to like open a, a port and like he injects himself with something green uh, and he just gets a jolt of energy and helps save her. Um, and he almost kills this guy. He like beats the fucking living hell out of this guy. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird, weird point in the movie. And if you don't know what's going on, it can just be like, okay, he just like shot himself up with adrenaline, whatever. Yeah. You know, but if you if you don't know what's going on. If if you don't know. But um 
in Batman Venom, a five-issue story arc in the Legends of the Dark Knight, issue 16 through 20, Batman became addicted to Venom, which is a strength-enhancing super steroid. Oh, I never um, knew he was yeah. addicted to it. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, while he searched for a way to surpass his own limitations, later it surfaced as the power source of Bane, who used it to overpower and cripple Batman in the Nightfall story arc. A variant of the original Venom was used by President Lex Luthor in the first Superman slash Batman story arc. So literally in this movie we have... Like we we set up so much stuff and it's just like little details. Yeah. yeah. And like there's like but it sets this whole thing up to get him to this point and, and like that's at the end of the movie. Yeah. So if if we get which we're gonna get another one of these, like I would assume it's made like three hundred million dollars worldwide in one weekend. A so weekend, far. Yeah. yeah. Um we might get like a Batman demon in a bottle thing. We might get that story arc. Like, yeah. Bruce addicted to Venom. Trying to save Gotham. That would be a cool movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we continue to be... like, Because that's, like, you know, the kind of dark that is in, like, noir movies. You know, the, the detective is always, like, drunk and, like, yeah. has to overcome his own problems to solve the, the mystery and so on, so on and so forth. And, yeah. like, I think that fits perfectly in the style of this movie. But... Uh, I've gone on for fucking ever on my rating here, but like that, there was like some very important stuff that we hadn't talked about yet, and I just wanted to. It, it's like a couple of the things that made this movie as good as I think it is. Um, so I'm gonna give it a nine point two five. Uh, I look forward to watching it again in the safety of my own home. <laughs> we we were safe from Batman. Yeah, we were. I'm well. I'm, I shouldn't yep. have to worry you about that. <laughs> um, Safe from Batman. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 9.25. Russell, what do you got? I'm going to give this movie a 9.5. This, I... Uh, I mean, I'm excited to rewatch all these Batman movies and then also watch this at home because now I have to figure out if this is my favorite Batman movie or if The Dark Knight is still my favorite Batman yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, I was that's where fighting with that. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like 1989, 1989 Batman. I good movie, good movie. No, yeah, I'm I'm over the nostalgia. Like, but we're gonna talk about those as we get to them. So this movie, on top of just being everything I wanted it to be, is just like a fucking fantastic movie, and it is it is my fucky like if i list off my like top favorite movies i mean everyone that's ever listened to this knows blade runners on there and like i don't know if matt reeves loves blade runner as much as i do but i see the connections yeah. between this and blade runner like between this and casablanca between this and old cinema like yeah. old purposefully directed purposefully acted like not just catching something because it was there and it was happening with a camera like this was very purposefully everything in this movie was intended all everything he did to direct this movie was with purposeful intent 
And like, we don't get a lot of movies like that anymore. Like the style of filmmaking is just different. Like the way movies are pushed, like the way movies come out, like this is just like, this just, this just feels different than like in most movies being made right now. Like, and I'll give Nolan a lot of props because he has his own very specific style style of directing, which is also drastically different than most directors and most movies that come out now. But th- there was so much homage and respect to cinema with this movie that I just could not believe it. Like, mm. I, I was just, I, I was more or less in shock the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it gets a 9.5. Um, I deduct five for it could always be better, but they spent three years making this movie. <laughs> so, and I'm glad it's out now and I'm glad I'm going to watch it again in like less than a month. Um, a little over a month. Over a month. Yeah, a little over a month. But uh, I just, I fucking like Pattinson brilliant. Like all the acting was 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 top notch and like fucking brilliant and the way like this is a like I watch stuff to feel things like to feel something as long as it makes me feel something I can enjoy the movie it doesn't have to be a happy feeling it doesn't have to be a bad feeling but I have to feel something Something. and throughout this entire movie it was just feeling after feeling after feeling like I was in it I was fucking in Gotham I was next to Batman like I ah, beautiful it's just a beautiful piece of art Russell hit like the nail on the head for me like all that yeah so 9.5, that's my rating. Or I'm going to keep sucking Reeves' dick. Okay. <laughs> Dave? Okay, so I'm going to get a little real. Oh, okay. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that Batman's got a special place in my heart. Yes. Um, without getting, without making a long story, you know, making a short story out of a long one, or whatever they say. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, when I was, when uh, Batman Begins came out in what, like 2005? 2005, five, five, yeah. Um, I watched it with my dad. My dad was a big Batman guy, mm. big fan, and him and I love that movie. Yeah, we watched it together. Uh, my dad, my dad's my hero. Like I'll say it, my dad's my hero. Um, around that time, my dad made a mistake. Like we all make mistakes, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and got him, he got got him in some trouble, and he did some time. He, okay. was, he was currently doing time. Um, nothing bad, nothing like, you know, no murder or anything like that. I yeah. just don't really want to, I don't want to get into it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's but, funny. uh, the one thing I learned from my dad is as soon as it came out, he, he owned up to it. Yeah. Like he, like me, you know, he made his bed, he lied in it. And that's yeah, one of the yeah. biggest things I took from my dad. Uh, well, Batman Begins was the last movie him and I watched together. Okay. And, uh, there's a part in that movie where uh, they talk about, like, why do we fall? Yeah. To learn to pick ourselves back up? Yes. My dad would always tell me that. He would write it. We would I'd write letters to him. He would always end his letters with that. Yeah. And I would always write it back. And so um, I remember Christmas in 2005, I think around there, to, where, I don't remember the exact day, uh, my dad told my grandma to buy that movie for me it just came out 
Yeah. So like that was from my dad. So I got that, and um, in January, my dad had a heart attack while in jail and passed away. Sorry to get real. Yeah. Sorry to get real. No, I mean, <laughs> but I'm just being real. Yeah. But so like I have the Batman tattoo, the Batman symbol tattooed on me that says, why do we fall? Yeah. Like that, like I took a lot from that movie. I don't think I've watched it in a very long time. So watching it again might be a little rough, but, um, uh, watching this kind of brought me back to the reason why, like, I love Batman. Yeah. And like, I know my dad would really love this movie because he loved Batman. Yeah. And not only was it shot very well, it was acted really well, it was gritty, it was dark, it was, you know, Detective Batman. Like I said, it had that special place that, like, when I was watching this movie, kind of, like, brought up some some of the good times, you yeah. know? So that, so I'm giving it a 10. I, I know mean, I, I speak from my, like, my heart a lot. No, I mean, that makes sense to me, man. <laughs> That um, is a well-deserved ten. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sorry, sorry to get sad. No, um, I mean, like I'm, no, I'm man, struggling not to give it a ten, and I have no personal connection to it. So, like, your ten makes all the sense in the world. Okay, <laughs> of all the tens that have ever been given on this show, <laughs> that's the one I'll be like, yeah, man, give it, the, give it that fucking ten. Okay, most of tens from me, RoboCop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I. I really want to watch this again. Yeah. I hope my opinion doesn't change of it watching it again. And it wasn't I like the, I don't think it will. Though. I don't think it will. Cause like I, I have that feeling sometimes when we watch, like, I don't know. We haven't said anything about this, but like, I know Russell sort of, sort of started to touch on it in his review. Um, like how movies are made now. Yeah. Um, I know some people, Use this opportunity to talk shit about Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how they're cookie cutter and stuff, and like some of them are kind of. Um, yeah, but like, uh, that's that's kind of like where I will I will agree with that a little bit. Like where like the only time I ever feel like maybe I'm going to not like the movie as much watching it at home as I did in the theater is those big huge set piece action, action yeah you know scenes and stuff where those are like the parts that made the movie and you know sometimes that it, coming home it is not as good sometimes coming home it's just as good um but like you have to have those personal connections like you're talking about like right. you have this personal connection with this movie like i mean not nearly as deep or meaningful or anything like that but like i had you know feelings and stuff when i watched endgame Right, you know, yeah. this was like this is what I wanted, you yeah. know, kind of thing. So like, it's like a part of you. Yeah, basically. it's a part. Yeah, it's it's like something that I grew up with and shit like that. So like, yeah. Um, and like I I love that movies can make you feel that kind of shit. Yeah, because like I I also care very much about my dad. Like he hasn't passed away or anything. I fucking rue the day when that will happen. Right, but like you know. I don't get to spend a lot of time with him because he lives, you know, a couple hours away. Yeah. Um, so I don't see him as much as I want, you know, and, you know, I don't see my mom as much as I want. And, like, some of that stuff in movies gets to me, like the dad stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the parent stuff. And it's like, you know, I haven't lost my parents, but, like, they're not around all the time. Right. Yeah. Because they're far away. So, like, I get that. And like that is very meaningful when you like feel that stuff from media. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, and I, I back your 10. Oh, thanks, bud. I'll back it. It doesn't normally, like, like I, you know, movies will connect with me, but in yeah. different ways. It's, it's been a while since something hit me like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, okay. that's an intense one. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Does, where we watched The Batman. The amazing Batman. Yeah, he's not like amazing. It's, it's not the title. That's not but. the title. But. <laughs> the the, movie, the movie. We all thought the movie was amazing, but uh, it's not in the title. Um, we're going to continue our March Batness, uh, moving forward with the '66 Batman movie. Um, and then we'll go to '89, and then Returns, so on and so forth. Please like and subscribe. Please give us those five-star reviews. Uh, please email us, draftyq at gmail.com, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, thoughts, questions as to why we're doing so much Batman. Because we want to. Damn um, right. <laughs> uh, just let us, let us know how we're doing. Uh, I know we had we had a, like a brief issue with our shows not showing up uh, this week, so or last week. Uh, hopefully that does not happen again. It seems to be fixed on all the major platforms. If we're missing your platform, you're not hearing this, but if somehow you do, email us draftyq at gmail dot com. What platform you're using that we're not on? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful night day, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.